I will, though, underscore that the Canadian negotiating positions are very well known. The rationale behind them, I think, is well understood by Canadians. And we're here to get a good deal, not just any deal. We think that's absolutely possible. And we're going to stand up for the national interest and for our national identity. That is Christopher Freeland talking to reporters just a couple of hours ago in Washington on what was the next step in NAFTA negotiations and what would that condition be? Well, Chapter 19. What is Chapter 19? Why do we hear so much about it? And why does the Prime Minister say he will actually not bend on it at all? Here is the Chapter 19 for dummies, the best I can sum it up. So this would be a dispute resolution mechanism, and it will give each NAFTA partner the ability to challenge each over over disputes. So it's essentially a protection measure. And it is the one issue that former Prime Minister Brian Mulroney, the original architect of NAFTA, was willing to actually lose the whole deal over when he negotiated with President Ronald Reagan. So I guess Trudeau was said to have met with Mulroney over the weekend, so he is doubling down on this particular talking point an issue and while i think okay it plays well to voters or the base makes them look tough trump does not like this measure he does not like this particular part of the deal and he's not bending on it and when mulrooney walked out of this issue back in 1987 you know i think it's important to point out that trudeau a is not mulrooney he does not have the friendship nor the goodwill that Mulroney had with Reagan and Trump can't be seen losing, even if he is losing. But Mulroney, I don't think would have also gone out and made comments during that negotiation of what they're doing or would not have said this on a radio station on the day his minister is doing all the heavy lifting. One of the things that is clear is that uh, we have red lines uh, that Canadians simply will not accept. We need to keep the Chapter 19 dispute resolution because that ensures that the rules are actually followed. And we know we have a president who doesn't always uh, follow the rules as they're uh, as they're laid out. Mm-hmm. Call the guy a cheater. Good move. All right. Not so sure that's the smartest play. And, uh, you know, I've talked to a couple of businesses um you know, just checking up as to what their current situation is, those that have been hit by the tariffs already in place. And they are watching this thing, you know, holding their heart because they are being hammered. We might not feel it, but they are being hammered. And they are very, very nervous about the language they're hearing and what is not being said and what is being said. I want to bring in Cindy Cherniak to this conversation, trade lawyer with Lexage. Hello there. Hi, Alex. How are you? I'm good. What do you make of those comments from Mr. Trudeau? Uh, Should he be saying stuff like that? Absolutely not. I was shocked. Okay, so it's not just me being all partisan. I thought it was a very bizarre comment. As a trade lawyer, I am absolutely surprised. Why Why would he say this at this moment in time to this president? You know, if he makes these sorts of statements and Trump walks away, the safeguard duties, those 25% duties against steel and aluminum are going to stay in place and hurt our steel industry. He might, Trump might slap 25% tariffs on Canadian autos and harm our auto industry. And he probably has a few other tricks up his sleeve um, that we can't even fathom yet. And Canadian businesses will be uh, feeling it. 
I think, well, they, they already are. I mean, if you're a steel business, uh, any kind of aluminum business, if you're in that, you're already feeling it. And I was mentioning, you know, when I set up this uh, interview, you know, I've, I've talked to them because you want to kind of keep basis to seeing what the, the if they're doing okay or where the story's going or how they are feeling in this point of the negotiation. And they are really struggling. It's just a lot of these businesses don't want to speak publicly because, A, they don't want to cause more problems. B, they don't want to be vilified by anybody. So they're really sitting on the sidelines while we're all just kind of, you know, commenting on it. But they're the ones paying the price. Absolutely. And it just makes no sense to me why uh, Prime Minister Trudeau would say this today with Ms. Ms. Friedland down talking to the USTR, and quite frankly, President Trump is having a bad few days. Mm. Oh, well, especially um, now with this New York Times article that's just come out on him. So, yeah, he's having a very bad couple of days. He's having a bad couple of days, so can't we just keep this out of the media just like we said we would, that we wouldn't negotiate in public? You know, would that have been so hard? And possibly, just possibly, they may have been able to convince President Trump that the Americans are better off with NAFTA Chapter 19 in the agreement because uh, the Canadian courts may not be able to give U.S. companies what mm-hmm. they want should they lose an anti-dumping case. Right. I want to ask you about, and maybe you can explain it, because during the same interview with our sister station in Edmonton, Ched, um, the Prime Minister also talked about you know concessions and if, in fact, he'll make any at all. And he, and here was him explaining the issue on, on things like concessions on cultural exemptions and his position. We can't imagine a situation in which uh, an American you know, TV company or network could come up and buy radio stations or buy, uh, you know, CTV, for example. Uh, that would not be uh, good for Canada. It wouldn't be good for our identity. It wouldn't be good for our sovereignty. So uh, ensuring that we continue to control our news, our broadcasts, our, our, uh, our airwaves uh, and our, our media is uh, really, well, keep it in Canada and independent uh, is really important to us. And I think that's, that's something that all Canadians get. So we're going to continue to be constructive and thoughtful and and you know all right he just kind of goes on there but what you know how big of of a of an issue is this particular cultural issue or is this what you would look at as one of those progressive kind of platitude things i wouldn't say that it's one of the progressive issues it's been a long-standing yeah. issue maintaining uh, some of our Canadian culture and not having large American companies come right. and, and take over so i understand that the cultural exemption is important, but why is he negotiating that part in public? I think that is something that could be negotiated behind closed doors. And It could, but I'll, I'll interrupt you. It plays well to the media because he's buttering up to the media, you know, like we're going to protect your jobs. You know, when newspapers are going broke in, in the country and you got a bunch of smaller local stations going broke, it always feels good when the prime minister says, we're going to protect you from the big evil Americans. So I think that was a strategically written talking point. But I get your point. Why is it being negotiated out in the open? Yeah, because it's not something Trump could, could concede that point without upsetting his base. Right. He would be upsetting Hollywood. And, well, Trump has this love-hate relationship with Hollywood anyway, so he could not deliver to Hollywood, who's not, for the most part, they aren't voting for him anyway. So that could have been President Trump's concession, as opposed to having this negotiated in public. He could quietly agree behind the scenes and then explain it away in his own terms to his base so that he won something. Right.
So when Christian Freeland says, you know, we feel maybe two, three days like we might have something, are you optimistic or is that just the politicking of this thing? I don't think it's, we're going to be done in two to three days. I think it was President Trump who was mm-hmm. commenting that it was two or three days, and and uh, Ms. Freeland said it, it may take longer. I think that it will take longer, uh, especially with the chaos that's happening right now in the United States and in the Trump White House, right. that we kind of have to let things settle, have some constructive discussions behind closed doors, not be saying Canadians saying silly things in public, and just having our negotiators work hard so that what we achieve in the NAFTA modernization is some uh, additional benefits for Canadians. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot that can be done behind closed doors that would be very beneficial uh, to move the agreement into the 21st century. And why don't we let the negotiators do that without making their jobs harder? President Trump is making everybody's jobs harder. I don't think that, that Prime Minister Trudeau should make their, the Canadian negotiators' jobs harder. Yeah, well. I mean, I'm sure Christopher Freeland's ready to uh, rip out all her hair. But, you know, when, when you talk about Brian Mulroney and the things that he was willing to stand up for in the original NAFTA, I'm not sure we can use that, um, you know, as a tool for Mr. Trudeau to use because it's we're, we're many, many years, many decades later, and they're not the same kind of leader, not to mention the same kind of relationship with, with the president. You're absolutely right. The relationship is very different. And the relationship could have been similar a year ago mm-hmm. if everyone was working on a very quick agreement. We're now a year later where we've had Prime Minister Trudeau speaking out after the G7. We've had Ms. Friedland speaking out in Washington. Both uh, have in- upset the President mm-hmm. of the United mm-hmm. States. And in addition to that, he's been on Twitter and he's been communicating negatively about Canada. This is not the time to poke the grizzly bear. Indeed. Indeed it is not, but I'm afraid <laughs> that bear's been poked. Cindy, we'll uh, keep in touch with you and I appreciate the insight. Thank you so very much. Have a good night. Thank you. That is Cindy Togham Cherniak. Uh, she is a trade lawyer and she's our go-to person when we want to unravel this. I thought I was being a little bit harsh, a little bit critical, saying, hey, what are you saying such a dumb thing? But when she reacts to it, I don't feel so dumb because clearly I was not hearing something. It was foolish. Quick break here at 8.13-ish. We'll be back with CounterPoint. I'm Alex Pearson. This is On Point on Global News Radio.